Welcome to Life Play. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Simon Reese. Simon, are you ready to do this? I am ready, George. Let's go. Let's go. Simon is the founder of the Dow of Trading. He has over three decades of experience in financial markets. He's working to help people have a more joyful life by alleviating, alleviating financial stress. He is the author of the Dow of Trading. Simon, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Thanks very much for the introduction, George. So um, I've been, I guess, interested in and involved in financial markets for most of my life. You know, I, I developed a, an interest, dare I say, a passion for the stock market as, a, as in my late teens. Um, I was in my second last year of high school when the 1987 stock market crash happened. And uh, I didn't have any money invested in, in the market at the time. I was I was too young. But I found the whole thing just, I mean, I was transfixed by the news and and it really just, I guess, captured uh, not just my imagination, but uh, the, the really kind of intellectually curious part of me as well. Um, so I went on to study uh, economics and finance at university. My first job outside of uni was as a futures broker. So uh, I learned about technical analysis and I learned about derivatives and it was a, it was a good training, training ground. Um, but I, I just found that trading wheat and gold and frozen orange juice, it wasn't as exciting or as dynamic as trading, you know, Cisco or Microsoft or, you know, the, the, the big kind of tech companies that were, were coming on online at the time. Um, and so 1996, I, I kind of made the jump and, uh, started, started my career in the stock market, um, with Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Because I uh, had the futures trading background, I, I kind of built a business around uh, equity derivatives and options trading. And uh, in 2005, I was asked to found and head up the, the markets desk for Goldman Sachs in Australia, based in Sydney. And our group or the team that I built was responsible for um, structured derivative trades, all of the over-the-counter equity derivative trading, fixed income, foreign exchange trading, more sophisticated types of things. Uh, did that for a few years, ended up uh, moving to Singapore in 2010 to join uh, Citibank and uh, kind of re retired from the finance industry, if you like, or from the corporate world, at least uh, in 2017. And I, I got to the point, I guess, in midlife where you know, I was starting to ask myself some tough questions about uh, what you know, what was I doing with my life? What was my marginal contribution to society? And I didn't like the answers I was coming up with. All right, basically, what I was doing uh, for the large part was helping people who were already incredibly wealthy stay that way or get even wealthier. And I thought I've got a skill set here. Uh, I'd really rather put that to use to people who could really benefit from it rather than keep on assisting people who frankly don't really need it. So I took a bit of time off, uh, started trading my own account for a living. And then it was uh, com conversations with friends and mutual friends uh, put me on, on the idea of, of building a course, uh, building a sort of an ed educa online education company to teach people what I know. And uh, that's what led me to developing the, the Tower of Trading. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> So fascination in high school, watching the stock market collapse all the way to opening the derivatives trading desk for Goldman Sachs. That is a, that is, you know, like, I guess fundamentally congratulations. And then recognizing this is good and valuable work, but it's not really, it's not having the impact that I want to have. I'd like to help more people 
find that financial peace of mind, alleviate financial stress. And I, I know how to do that. Exactly. And uh, the problem is um, in the, in the finance industry, and unless you're seriously wealthy, and you know, I'm, I'm talking sort of eight figures wealthy, uh, the, the solutions that are available to you are, are generally not that good. They, they are designed to be scalable. That is that the, the people who are providing the solutions, usually banks and Wall Street firms, they're not really that worried about how well the they perform. They're just worried about being able to roll them out as quickly into as many people as possible and, and charge fees on them. And Wall Street has done a very good job of mystifying finance and, and make it make it the investing world seem a lot more complex and difficult than it than it really is. Uh, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's nowhere near as hard as as most people probably think. And, and with a little bit of effort and the right education. Um, people can really take control of their own financial future. We were just talking about how there was a Wall Street Journal article about how a lot of people got into trading, um, call it 2020, around the pandemic. And we've had this rise of apps like Robinhood, and there's probably yeah. dozens of them that have made trading easy. And it's that promise of doing more of making money, escaping the rat race nine to five, but it hasn't proven out. Um, how do you feel about what I've just described? What do you think about it? it I think it's not surprising. Uh, the fact is a, a bull market, you know, a market that's where stock prices are generally rising, makes a genius out of everyone. All right. It, it, a market like we saw in 2022 really sorts out, uh, I guess, the the amateurs and the punters from the people who take this rather more seriously. Um, people really underestimate the role of risk management in trading. Uh, and risk management is crucial because losses are part of the game in trading. They are, they are your major operating expense. Uh, they are unavoidable. Uh, people don't realize this. So it is risk management that keeps you in the game for the long term. People also greatly underestimate the role that psychology plays in trading um, because taking on a few losses in a row can be mentally debilitating, particularly if you're not managing your risk properly. So um, risk management is is essential if, if you want to be successful long term. And then adapting, adopting the optimal trading psychology or a winning traders mindset really is, is the final frontier between a, you know, an aspiring trader and, and somebody who can actually do this for a living. So there's been so much talk probably forever about active investing versus passive investing. And, you know, to a degree, I imagine that passive investing is, is what you're talking about, how wall street, big financial needs to make it scalable. They pass that down to people. Um, and in some ways that's bad in other ways it's 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 not necessarily bad because there's probably a lot of people who just are not interested in it so they have a vehicle that can help them to do it i have a uh, an analogy that i've i'm i thought of and you can tell me if you think i'm i'm right or wrong or close to it that there are people that play <clears throat> there are people that play in the nfl that play professional football I'm a person, but there's no way I'm ever going to play in the NFL or professional football because there's just I'm not going to put in the time or the work. But that doesn't mean that 
there are people that can't do it. So there are people that beat the market. They do it all the time, but that doesn't mean that you're going to do that unless you put in the effort. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good analogy. Um, I think trading is is probably the, the bar is much lower. I, I don't think you need any particular genetic predisposition to become a good trader, whereas to become a professional NFL player, you, you, you probably need to be genetically gifted in, in some respects. Um, I think anybody can become a successful trader with the right work ethic. Um, and it, it's not that it takes tons of hours a week to do it, but what it takes is consistency. And that, that's what most people lack. And it's consistency through the good times, which is easy, but also consistency through the, the less fun times. It's showing up every day, following the process and uh, falling in love with the process and, and being religious about the process and not being attached to the outcome. Uh, and this is all part of, I guess, the, the psychology that I alluded to earlier. These are all really important points. Um, trading, successful trading, is it's not particularly exciting. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the analysis, but uh, I always make sure that um, I'm never feeling excited and, and I'm never feeling scared. I always say if my emotions stray beyond mild contentment or mild disappointment, I'm trading too big and I've got to start reducing risk. So, um, you know, some people say that they get into trading for the highs or, you know, the, you know, you know, the emotional kick they get from it. Uh, and generally those people will not have a long career. And it strikes me that that's really one of the big flaws behind some of these online trading platforms that are, working to incentivize you to make more transactions um, a la social media and make you feel excited and here we go kind of a thing and the enthusiasm and exuberance of cryptocurrency and hodling and all that stuff uh, sort of sounds like it runs contrary to what you just said. Yeah, big time. I, th I think the gamification of trading is it's very dangerous. Um, trading is you know, it's a, it's a job. It, it's, if you if you treat it like a job, it will pay you the way a job can in terms of generating that consistent paycheck from from month to month. Um, the problem is, people often take one of two approaches to trading. They either take sort of the the video game mentality, and I think uh, certain providers have, have encouraged this again with the, the gamification that we talked about, or they they approach it with like a lotto ticket mentality. You know, that people say, well, you know, I, all I want to do is turn my $1,000 into a million dollars in six months. Uh, you know, it's, you might've heard about one person do that. He, he may have been, he or she may have been lying about it as well, but, but stories like that are incredibly rare. If, if you treat trading like a job in terms of if you, if you do the work, uh, your chances of getting paid fairly for it are, are pretty good. Um, I, I, that is the sort of attitude I, I encourage people to to have when it comes to training. But I don't want a job. I'm trying to escape that. How much? How much time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how much time is this new job going to take me? Well, I mean, initially, like like anything, when when you're learning the ropes, um, it it will require some additional effort. And I would usually say to people, you know, if you can set aside fifteen hours a week. Uh, you, you can get up the curve within a few weeks. Um, beyond that, once you've, I, I always say that the first 100 trades, it's like your apprenticeship. Once you've completed 100 trades, you, you kind of figured out the system, you figured out your brokerage platform. You, you kind of, you're still basically a novice, but you're a novice who's got a clue about how, how things are running. Uh, 
Um, so after your first hundred trades, you can probably get it down to on average about 20 to 30 minutes a day. Now, there will be some days where it takes more time. It might take you an hour. There'll be other days where it might only take you five minutes just to check your positions and, and run a couple of scans and realize that there's nothing to do that day. Um, but once you've, you know, if you think of a golfer who's grooved your swing, if you're a trader that's grooved your swing uh, and you, you, you're really at one with the process, 20 to 30 minutes a day is probably about right. If you're spending like more than that, you, you could be you could be over trading. You could be, uh, you know, tooling around with marginal setups that perhaps you shouldn't be doing. Um, but if you trust the process, follow the process, uh, and respect it, then uh, there's no reason why you can't do it in a very time efficient manner. I think that golf is probably uh, the PGA Tour is probably a better analogy than my NFL. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense. So. I mean, say the first 100 trades, how, how long theoretically is, 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 is that? Is that weeks? Is that months? I, I would say generally months. I mean, the, the, you know, my style of trading, it would probably take you, um, you know, four to six months to, 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 get, to get to that point. Got it. And so tell us about your style of trading. So my style of trading is what's known as swing trading. So I'm not a day trader. Um, I hold positions overnight. And you know, my, my average holding time, well, actually, my, my average holding time frame has, has gotten shorter, certainly over the last year as markets have become more volatile. But I'll generally hold a position anywhere from, say, three days to three weeks. Um, that, that would be about average for me. Um, so I am holding positions overnight. I'm not staring at the screens all day. I, I put the orders on in, in the, the morning session, and then I check them at the end of each day. Uh, and it's it's a very low-stress way of trading. I do all of my analysis when the markets are closed, and, and my emotions are not being spiked by you know announcements and flashing red and green lights and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I, I go into a trade knowing exactly when I'll get out of it if it goes wrong and, and with a pretty good idea of where I'm going to get out of it if it goes right. And um, that way it's a, it's a, it's a sleep well at night kind of trading method. Um, my, my risk, mac maximum risk is always controlled. Uh, I, I, if I follow my risk management rules, I can never blow up my account. Nice. And what is, what is, what is the goal of, of your trading? So my goal, my personal goal is to make 5% per month. Now, some people will hear that figure and they will say, that's ridiculous. You can't, it's not possible to make that money. You know, my financial advisor tells me 10% per annum is all I can expect to earn and anything more than that is gambling. Uh, there will be other people who will hear a figure like that and say, well, that's not going to turn my $1,000 into a million dollars in six months. So, so why would I bother? Right, and and I get both reactions to, to that number, um, but that's that's my personal goal. Um, and and what what I guide people to is if if you if you're trying to figure out how much money you need to trade to kind of make a living or replace your income, back solve for five percent per month, um, because that is a figure that's you know it's it's a it's a realistic achievable, albeit slightly stretched target. Uh, but I've got you know dozens of people who've, who hundreds of traders who, who are making those types of returns uh, i've got some traders who are doing much much better than that as well nice i think that that's a i think that that is a an exciting thing it sounds reasonable to me 
I think it'd be better, Simon, if you could figure out how to do the one thousand two million in six months deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different conversation, but uh, yeah, that, that would be fun. But uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't cracked that nut yet. So, all right, um, and so I imagine the idea behind your work, the book, um, the courses, the coaching is that is that somebody can come to you and and learn everything that we need that I would need to to be able to do this. That's right. So what what I'm what I'm teaching people in my my online academy if you like, I call it Options Academy. It's really the distillation of everything that I've learned over the last 30 years. So uh, there's uh, there's over 20 hours worth of videos. They're sort of broken down into you know bite-sized 15 or 20-minute modules. But uh, in about 20 hours, you're kind of getting the, the condensed version of, of what took me uh, about three three decades to, to kind of experience and learn for myself. Um, I've made a ton of mistakes in the past. And you know my, my goal is to help people make as few of those mistakes as possible by, by learning from my mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I, one can only imagine, I mean, there are probably an endless number of mistakes you can make when, when working in the field that, 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 that you're working in and thinking about the stuff that, that you're thinking about. So, so who do you think is, is, is there a certain temperament that somebody has to have? Who is, who is a good candidate? I think, the less emotional you can be about your trading, the better off you are. Um, I, I always encourage people to approach trading in a very unemotional manner. If you are feeling emotional, cut your position size, reduce your risk, and, and you'll generally find that you, you're on a more even emotional keel. But I think emotional control would, would be the key thing that people struggle with. Uh, another thing that people really struggle with is this desire to be right. Um, most people would rather drink bleach than admit that they were wrong. Um, unfortunately, in trading, uh, admitting that you are wrong early and quickly will save you a ton of money. All right. And, and being wrong in trading, like I said, it is all, it, it's just part of your operating expenses. Um, the thing is in trading, a 60% win rate is, is actually really good. You know, if, if you, if you're winning 60% of your trades, you're doing well. Um, there are not many jobs in real life outside of trading where being right only 60% of the time is, is going to win you a heap of accolades. All right. And this is one of the ways in which the trading world is, is very different from kind of the, the real world or, or the non-trading world, if you like. Um, but if you can win 60% of your trades and, and you make twice as much on your winners than what you lose on your losers, you can make a really good living that way. That makes sense. Well, Simon, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they find uh, Options Academy? Where can they get their copy of The Tao of Trading? So uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter username is Simon underscore Re, R-E-E. -E. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn at Simon Re. You can follow me there too. Uh, my website is www.towoftrading, that's T-A-O-O-F-T-R-A-D-I-N-G.com. And George, what I've got is a, a special for your listeners. If they go to towoftrading.com forward slash lifeblood, um, they can find out a little bit more about me. They can download the first chapter of my book for free, and they can access a, a pretty sizable discount on some of our programs. 
Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show some of your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Dow of Trading. It's T-A-O of trading.com slash lifeblood and check out all the great resources and see if this is a good fit for you. Thanks again, Simon. Thank you, George. Been a pleasure. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.